Count us off, bro. Three, two, one. Brendo, 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 Brendo. Wherefore the Brendo man comes, Oscar Olympics depression and funds. Wherefore the Brendo man comes, Oscar Olympics depression and funds. Brendo, Brendo, million dollar baby. Crash, crash, crash. Crash. Not yet. That's two thousand five. What do we do? What do we do? Oscar Olympics depression and funds. We landed the plane. It stays. Like Denzel, the guy on the couch says. Like Denzel. He's not the guy on the couch. He's the guy on his bed. The guy in the bed. You're the guy on the couch. Yeah. What is this guy? Who are you, guy? What this are we doing? This is Radio here? Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm his bro. Yeah. Yeah. Carson. Hey. Whoa. Why are you all nameless now? I got enemies. Yeah, they coming after you. Yeah, like they come. They're coming at me, bro. Is it because you got the contest coming up? You don't want your name sullied. No, this has nothing to do with the tenth. Uh, annual portland's funniest person contest no my enemies are are um, in the vaccine i got the vaccine so my enemies are in your blood yeah and the enemy of my enemies and my brother's vaccine are my friend what are you dick tracy mm, yeah sooner or later you're gonna be mine you're getting the shot tomorrow that's right i'm gonna be a gobot be one of Bill Gates's GoBots. We've been gone for a week. Who has? We have. Yeah, it was a rough week. Yeah, you had busy stuff at work. Work stuff. Sad stuff. Sad stuff. I mean, we talk about depression, but literally stuff that is so sad, can't even talk about it. Can't talk about it. Moving on to fun. Happy Easter. It's Easter. We had a gigantic Easter celebration. He is chocolate risen. <laughs> we had Jurassic Park. Copyright by Justin Araman, a.k.a. the guy on the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what What is Jurassic Park? Well, it all Paint started... Paint the picture. started with a vision. It started with you buying Lil a Power Wheel. That's right. 40% off. At the Fred Meyer and then... Um, well, really... It started out with my daughter's obsession with dinosaurs and, and eggs. There you go. She's now watching the movie Hop on a regular daily basis. So she's all about the eggs and the Easter bunny. Yeah, like when I was um, a Bible study leader, I read the Bible with less frequency than my daughter watches the movie Hop. <laughs> and I was a good Bible study leader. I mean, she's very big on it. So I was so good that I got laid by the Easter Bunny. So yeah, so we we've been digging up the yard, and so we made a giant volcano. Made a volcano in the yard, and then in Jurassic Park. And then you got a bunch of dinosaur eggs. Got dinosaur eggs. And regular eggs. Dyed, dyed eggs. 
And a giant egg. Like, in the dyed eggs looked really cool. Yeah. We had egg sticker, dinosaur egg stickers. They look like dinosaur eyeballs cracking out of the eggs. We had golden eggs. Eggs with dinosaurs in them. We had a baby Yoda hiding in the trees. I mean, pandemic, uh, stimulus money, uh, two dual-income parents, only child. I mean, Lillian, Lillian had a day. She went to town on a chocolate bunny. She had a chocolate bunny for breakfast. Not my idea. <laughs> Love taking pictures of that choc- choco mouth. She had like um, one. Of, she had one of those like goose gossage mustaches going on, but with chocolate most of the day. Yeah, yeah. When I came downstairs, she was chowing on yogurt raisins. She ate about half a pound of yogurt raisins. And she had a chocolate bunny, and I was like, I guess this is. We got this party started. Bad night to run out of diaper covers. Did she have like a raisin poo? He was. When raisins come out in the poo, they come out less raisiny. Like it's like <laughs> they they take a step back. Uh, they take a rejuvenating step backward on the spectrum back towards a grape. It's weird. That's they so become. When, when raisins come out in baby poo, it's like they they're like they, they go through a Benjamin Button process. So she loved the power wheel. God, she could jump right in the power wheel. Took her a little, she hit the gas a couple times, and then she was like, all right, I'm out. But we didn't just, you know, buy a bunch of crap and be like, it's Dinosaur Jurassic Park, have at it, kid. She's still still one year old. Took her on a whole adventure. It took days of planning, because there's there's Large Marge out in front of Omsi. Yeah, the... Describe for our audience. The Oregon Museum of Science and Industry... They got a submarine and a river, but they also have... So they have a dinosaur exhibit right now. Yes. And so there's a giant T-Rex outside. Outside Outside for us. So a few days ago, we started driving by it every day and And talking to it. We talked to it. And uh, and then... um, We named it. And named it Large Marge. And, um, And... Lil started talking to Large Marge, and you told Lil that Large Marge wanted her, needed her. She lost her egg. Finding her egg. She needed help finding. And it's funny, and I told, I spent most of the week telling her it's going to be a yellow and green. Yeah. Because I had bought some yellow and green paint. Um, but then I had to change the story uh, at the last minute because uh, I checked in with one of our uh, artists. Uh, and creative content producers uh, for Jurassic Park, guy on the couch, Justin. I was like, "Hey, I need the green paint because I told Lil, got to paint this egg, uh, a large egg about the size of a small football, a youth football sized egg. Uh, we got to paint it yellow and green because that's what Large Marge told Lil. Uh, and then um, guy on the guy on the bed reminded me of my disability." <laughs> as a colorblind man and said well dude you got you got some brown paint and i need all the brown paint because you left me with one tube of paint to paint all of Jurassic park and it was brown and in yellow so and we had some red so we painted an orange egg uh that was hidden in a volcano we made in the backyard yeah you put some brush around it and you even activated the volcano yeah, by playing um, Presidents of the United States of America's seminal hit. 
I don't know the name. Volcano. Of volcano. It's gonna blow. Volcano. So we did it up. Today I was an Imagineer. I wasn't just a dad. You were like Steve Martin in Parenthood levels of like going the distance. Yeah, I was cowboy. Cowboy Gill. Cowboy Gill. But also had some sexy dance moves. But and yes. we had a shark too. Oh yeah, Uncle Doug made an appearance. Yeah, as a shark, and that's which is in a little other hunt. favorite thing is baby shark. Yeah. CC's into sharks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We can show our jaws and change all that. This week's episode, heavy on fun. Yeah, I haven't been feeling very depressed. I mean, I got my shot. Feeling good about my first shot. I so got the robots s- are um, the giving me good vibes. Giving me good vibes. Good vibe vax. Yeah, I'm feeling good. And I'm ready to get my second shot on April 22nd. He's ready. It's a little ways away, but, you know, I'm halfway there, baby. I got my round one coming up tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully it won't knock you out too hard. I'll just do what you did. It didn't phase you too bad, right? No. I'll just smoke a lot of weed and um, watch wrestling. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. There's one more basketball game in, in men's, and we already oh, yeah. have a bracket winner. I won our bracket by default because I didn't make any risky picks. Do you have Baylor and Gonzaga? Yeah. Yeah, good call. Two one seats. Yep, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a very, I'm a wizard. Yeah, you picked the two teams with the largest point differential and wins to meet. Good job. Well, hopefully it's an... Good game. That's all I hope for. Cause that Gonzaga game. Woo! The Gonzaga-Michigan game was... I mean, we interrupt this regularly I mean, scheduled Gonzaga, nerdy podcast UCLA to bring game. you sports bros. Hey, I'm Carson Crashley IV. This is my sports bro, Brendo Man. <laughs> Coming in on the Brendo Man tugboat with his final Choo-choo. four picks. Thank you, Laughing Girl. I uh, Your opinion's not wanted on sports radio. I enjoyed the UCLA-Gonzaga game. That was one of the most exciting games I've seen in a long time. Great, the last second. Great, great hair. Yeah, there's a lot of headbands. Great facial hair. Yeah, some good good, good beards. And a half-court game-winning shot yeah, in overtime. In overtime. They're about to go into double overtime, and then he hit the shot at the last second. It's very exciting. And then the women's championship game was very exciting. Yes. We won't mention who won because boo. They're your arch rivals. No, they're fine. Go 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 Bay Area. Go go Stanford. I guess. Like they're your arch rival school. I mean, it's one of those things where like, who really cares? They're both pretty decent schools. One's public, one's private. Yeah. You went to one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I got basketball tomorrow, and hopefully Rebecca won't go insane. Yeah, hopefully. 
God, Rebecca. I love what? What is I this? I just feel bad for her. Oh, you, you, you yeah. Ooh, I just, we'll just turn on some <laughs> trap music. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of rap music. I've been playing, listening to Little Nas X. Ooh, we just lost all our Christian listeners right there, bro. I don't care. I like him. All the all your college of the Bible following are just like, whoa, Little Nas X. I'm out. And then I googled that song because we were listening to that song in the car. But Little Nas X being talked about by a gay man, that's like boom, boom. I gotta support. Yeah. You're gonna try and get some some bloody shoes. I entered. They you could do a tweet to win a pair, but now they like got a court injunction on the shoes, so I don't know what's gonna happen. Could make your own with my blood in them. We could steal some blood. The Brendo shoes from a baby. I know a baby. Oh my god! We could hook you up with some baby blood. Jesus. That was too much for the guy in the bed. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would wait for it to bleed and then save it. I mean, after stopping the bleeding. That's. Anyway, can we stop talking about bleeding babies, Brendo? Why'd you bring this up even? Also, there's no. Um, so what else is going on? We watched, uh... What else? What else? What else? What are you, an underprepared open micer? I never said what else in my open mics. What did, what did you, what was your, what was your stall words? I don't remember. You didn't have any. You were that professional. You were always on script or just so in the moment, just never... Oh, yeah, I guess you should start hyping it up. Sometime, no earlier than June 15th, based on the dates I said you were not available, Brendan will be competing in... Portland's Funniest Person Contest. Is that what it's called? I don't know, yeah, that's it. At Helium Comedy Club. You've competed in it before. What am I, what am I getting myself into? A bloodbath. Just don't go over time. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. It, it's just, you know... Do they have a light? Yeah, they do, but I get too hyped up. I miss it all the time. I'm not very professional. I've blown the light once. It was during my showcase. Ouch. But she turned it on early. Well, that's because you were... Bombing. Bombing. Then why do you get lighted early? Because the people ahead of me... Took like way too long. Oh, that's very unprofessional of them. Like one dude just like blew the light for like five minutes. It was just like going, going. Did he um, hump his stool? No, he said a bunch of racist stuff. Oh, they love doing that too. <laughs> light runners. <laughs> like I'm not funny, but I can just be racist. It is so funny. It's like a stereotype that like unoriginal comedians. I've seen it done very originally, but it's like it's done enough that it's been it's been made fun of the idea of like humping a stool as an act out. But it was so funny, like because at Helium, which is like 
the biggest deal, if there is such a thing, of open mics. It's kind of like an oxymoron. It's a big deal, open mic. Yeah. Um, that was my second open mic ever. You crushed there. Uh, but if you go, if you go over, you know they they, they, they flash the light, and that's the first thing that like, you get. You run over, they flash the light. You know, like, so obviously, you know, you know, you're going over if you've been seeing the light. And then if you don't see the flashing light, um, they will they will turn the music on. But some people are like so, either fuck it, I'm finishing, I came here to say what I have to say, or oblivious. They think it's like a technical error, so they'll try and talk over the music coming up. And by then, usually people get it. Oh, there's music coming on. Uh, some people don't get it. So I've only seen this ever happen maybe three times. If the music, you know, you're being like called off stage, like the Oscars, like speech, but it's just, it's like louder music. Usually it's, it's some, you know, kind of decent hip hop. But then they'll turn the lights out. And I've even seen guys continue to like... The guy in front of me, they cut his mic. Yeah. And he was still going. They cut the mic, too. He That's was... why... I skipped was, that step. But he was still... Some going. people don't get it after they cut the mic. Yeah, this guy was still going after they cut the mic. He was like, check, check, like well, tapping saw, on it. Well, one of the only times I saw a guy... Because uh, this happens, it's like sometimes people don't notice the mic's cut because they're not using the mic because this one guy was humping the stool uh, after his mic got cut. So they had no choice but to like bring the music up and turn the lights. So I have this image of this comic who was bombing, humping a stool... <laughs> As like the lights got turned down on him, and it was just like, holy shit, that's epic. And that's why you stick around to watch the mics, because you know if I had just been like, oh, I can get three minutes of shitty stage time if I hustle over to Dante's, I would have missed that. Drop the maraca. Some people drop mics. I drop the maraca. Are you? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. How are you doing? This is like your... How many beers have you had? One. You had beers earlier today. This is the same beer. I went outside. What? Oh my gosh. I can't can't pour this out. This is $150 beer. I did the math. They come out to like $6 a beer. Oh yeah. $7 a beer. That's a lot. That's like how I wouldn't pay that much at a bar. I know. I don't know. It wasn't mine. For a nice beer. Yeah. I I would feel comfortable paying seven dollars for a domestic at a baseball game. Well, now they're like twelve dollars at a ball game. Well, fuck them. Take my money. Sometimes you're at a ball game and it's like beautiful and you're like, you know what would be really nice? A beer. I would pay $20 for They really get you, especially if the guy's right there. Well, depression. We're, Um, We're doing all right. Some weeks you're doing okay. Yeah, I mean, the weather was great this week. We went outside a lot. It's a The The workouts are routine now. Yeah. Last weekend, we spent all Saturday outside. We went to a winery. Yep. Don't um, think we got the virus. Yeah. Actually, going to that winery is one of like, the more COVID-safe <clears throat> fun activities we've done. Yeah, we were outside the whole time, never inside. Yeah, I went inside. So I went inside to go to the bathroom. And I wore my mask the whole time. Yeah. 
Should have double masked. Should double masked. There were a lot of at the when I went to get vaccinated, there were a lot of people double masking, so I felt like inadequate. Well, you you feel inadequate often. It's just part of your your brain chemistry, I think. Yeah. In a lifetime of of being gaslit by your brother. Mr. Naberman agrees. He's seen it. He's participated in it. Yeah. Um. Well, we watched Godzilla vs. Kong. Too bad that movie's not up for an Oscar Olympic medal. It will be in a while. Or maybe next week. Maybe we jump right to the present. We could do that. Before we jump to another Oscar Olympic year, we got to finish out Oscar Olympics 2004 with the category of Best Picture. Bum, 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 bum. A big one. Big one. I had a hard time with some of these. Like, they're just. Because I would have... say not my favorite period of movies. Size Lord of the Rings. Right? Even Lord of the Rings, like, we just watched them all, and, like... So let's jump to it. I fell asleep a lot. I'm not going to Are we bringing Lord of the Rings to the medal round? I'm bringing Return of the King just because it already won Best Picture, and I see it as, like, an acknowledgement of the series as a whole. But it's my least favorite one. I like it as a whole. What are your what's your favorite sequence in that one? The the big old battle is that the I mean, one? It's got. Does it have Legolas snowboarding a shield no, down? That's two towers. See, that has to be the best one. It's the only one that has an elf, uh, X gaming down a giant Tolkien world pachyderm, shooting arrows into people's throats. Like, how can that not be the best one of the three? Well, maybe that was a turn game. I'm trying to remember. Just, the second one has play. the ghost army? That's the third one. I like the ghost army. But a little spooky. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't like it. And It's I got like, six endings. I mean, but it's got Eowyn kicking some Nazgul ass. And, um... Eowyn? Eowyn. 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 And, uh... Gaping? Kicking A? Chopping off guys' heads? I like that. I mean, it's just nice. Everything comes to a close. A long journey. The ending is such a mishmash that, like, in my brain, I, I imagine, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's, like, that sequence where Rudy gets a, a Hobbit mug of beer from the St. Pauli girl Hobbit. Yeah, that's what I think of his love interest. Who like has like <laughs> one line, and like all nine hours in the extended version, is oh look, it's the Saint Pauli girl Hobbit. Uh, shout out Saint Pauli girl, really nice, not alcoholic beer option. One day at a time, not today. Well, my pick for two thousand one 
Which the nominees? No, no, no. We're not going there yet because okay. we haven't. Been, so the Lord of the Rings that we're taking to a metal round ish thing is the third one. Yeah, that's because that's how it works. I mean, doesn't that have Sar- Saruman stuck in a tree? Stuck in a tree. A tower. He's like, oh, I'm still here. I'm in the tower. That's uh, Return of the King. It's Return of the King. Yeah. Does he return in the third one, like in like one of like the epilogues, though, and be like, well, "Oh, that's surprise!" In, that's in the book. Oh, they didn't the film that in the movie. Yeah, because he falls off the tower because the guy stabs him. He gets stabbed. Yeah, that's in the extended. It is in the extended where he stabs him. Yeah. They cut a lot of that out of the regular. And Christopher right, fine, Lee was fine. Super bring pissed. the third one. Well, because you could bring the second one. Um, yeah. Just because that's kind of a weak year, and then for two thousand three, though, what would your pick be for two thousand three? Master and Commander. That movie's a snooze. Sorry, Cheryl. It's like her favorite movie, my friend Cheryl. She's probably listening. It's to this. got boats. It's got Charles. It's a beautiful Darwin. movie. Like that was when Paul Benny, Paul Benny had played. Uh, who who was he in Knight's Tale? Chaucer. He was Chaucer in Knight's Tale, and he was Darwin in Master and Commander. I was like, that's a weird niche. Dead smarty pants is like, let's get, let's it's, it's Darwin, but sexy. Who can we get? I know. Let's get Mister Jennifer Conley. I mean, my personal favorite movie of two thousand three is probably Kill Bill, but I don't know if I would put that up for Best Picture. I would. Yeah. Over anything we've said. You also have Lost in Translation. No, we rewatched that. It's so boring. It makes me want to go to a hotel and take a nap. I liked it. I don't like it. What about Big Fish? Big, Big Fish, Fish is, is just I a, like Big Fish a lot. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would pick Old School over Big Fish. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are crazy, man. Big Fish? It's meandering. It's... That's why I put Return of the King in my 2003. I take Kill Bill. It's got holes. There's Life Aquatic. That that movie is cool. Yeah, it's not my favorite um, Wes Anderson movie. My pick would be Kill Bill. I could go with that. And we'll get it. We'll get the better, in my opinion. Lord of the Rings movie. What about Elephant? Now more relevant that than ever. Too sad. Is it though? Is it's like it, it? It is distractingly beautifully shot. Is it not? Well, yeah. It's cinematography. It's amazing. Yeah. Shout out Portland. Hey hey. Uh, to Die For is good, but that's not To Die For. It's a different movie. Um, <laughs> like what? That's like nineties. Yeah, but look, all right, from a distance, this poster of Nicole Kidman. Well, it's, no, that that looks like the To Die To Die For put. You know, I guess excellent use of the visual medium here. What poster is that? Who cares? The Human Stain, oh yeah, oh, yeah. when Anthony Hopkins played a black guy. Um, that one's not one of our faves. So, 2001, who'd we got? 
2001, you have Winning a Beautiful Mind. No. I don't like that movie. Uh, Gosford Park. Mm. In the Bedroom. The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. And Moulin Rouge. I choose none of these. I choose the Royal Tenenbaums. Easy pick. Easy pick. I mean... The concept of like, not necessarily. I mean, it mean it doesn't mean everything, but it it means something in terms of like how many times I've rewatched it since. I watch it at least once a year, if not more. But you're you're giving up one of your favorite screenplays of all time. Yeah, Donnie Darko. Well, Donnie Darko is in my top five of all time favorites, but I'll admit the film's kind of a mess. But I love it's a beautiful mess for me. I mean, we're um, we're missing out on one of the best winter out. sports movies of all time from that year, Out Cold. <laughs> I mean, for Zach Galifianakis alone. I put my honorable mentions as um, Spirited Away. Um, that's probably my favorite. I don't like movies that Miyazaki. Movie. What about Legally Blonde? Legally Blonde's great. Saved our summer, remember? Yeah. Um, Amelie. And Ghost World. Okay. Are my so we can stop. I mean, Royal Tenant Bombs. Yeah. 2002. 2002. It's Return of the King, though, right? No. No. 2002, we have Chicago winning. No. Gangs in New York. See, I like Chicago. I watched it. rewatched it. I liked it a lot. What did you, you like about it? it? Yeah. No, I did not. <laughs> I just like the music a lot, and I thought everybody did an amazing job in the sets, pieces, and Underrated everything. movie. Swept away. With Madonna. Garbage. No way. I tried to watch that with you and thought it was garbage. Wait, we tried to watch it? Yes. We rented it. How could it have been that bad? It was a garbage pile. We made it like five minutes in. Uh, we didn't give it a chance. Jackass the movie, though. Jackass. mention? For sure. Not as good as that Eric Andre one. My 2002 honorable mention. Oh, we didn't finish. We did Chicago. Gangs in New York. I mean, that's solid. The Hours. No way. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. And The Pianist. Can't give it to Polanski. No. I thought um, we picked City of God. Or did I give an honorable mention to that? I don't know. Is that 2002? 2002. Well, you also, I, my, my honorable mention for 2000... I mean, I... I mean, are we going with Two Towers here? Because Yes. Well, my honorable mention for 2002 is Punch Drunk Love. Oh, coupons. It was Love one of my Punch favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's so good. That's that. That's that. That's that. I mean, oh. I would have loved to have seen Adam Sandler and Philip Seymour Hoffman like reunite like in their 50s in like a serious movie. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Thanks for bumming me out, bro. 
Hey, man, you were feeling good this week. I had to bring you back down. I really like uh, Emily Watson. And you brought up... I want to punch you in the face. You brought up... um... My pick would have been City of God. That's your pick? No, we picked Two Towers already. We're going on to 03. Two Towers. Okay. 03, we have Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Winning. Lost in Translation. Master and Commander. Mystic River. And Seabiscuit. You said you wanted to go with Kill Bill. I'm down with that. I mean, it's not too late. To recognize Master and Commander. I like Master and Commander. It's just kind of boring. We watched Mystic River. Yeah, it was really good. It's just a bummer. It's a major bummer. And, it, you know, very ableist, I think. Spoiler alert. It's the disabled brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down with Kill Bill. I'm a big fan of rewarding films that produce cool Halloween costumes. <laughs> All right. So we're closing, we're closing out the Oscar epoch. This is the one that I had the hardest time with because it was kind of meh on everything. So, um, so it sounds like you're going off the grid. Uh, we have Million Dollar Baby winning. Oh, too sad. Way too sad. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, what about White Chicks? The Aviator. The Notebook. That movie's that old? Wow. Do you know that Michael Mann produced The Aviator? Uh, Finding Neverland. Uh, Ray. And Sideways. I mean... Sideways is quirky, but I haven't ever wanted to watch it more. Than I twice. watched it again because that's what we've been doing is watching stuff again. But other than that, it's I think a great movie. Justin loves it. One of my favorite movies of all time. I've watched Garden State more than I've watched Sideways. I've watched The Butterfly Effect more than I watched. How about Anchorman? Why are com? Why do we- even in this podcast we don't recognize comedy? Anchorman's and great. comedians. Yeah. Anchorman's my choice from this year. Fight me on that. It's my poopier. choice is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <sighs> Sorry, Carson, you look stupid now. It's sad. It's not... It doesn't end sad. I've never wanted to watch it again. Why? It's really good. Is Kate Winslet... Annoying in it. Kate Winslet's amazing in it. Okay. Okay. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Michelle Gondry. Charlie Kaufman. These are just names to me. I'm a troglodyte. They're amazing filmmakers. What else have they done? Name three other songs. <laughs> songs. All right, it's the gold medal match, bro. You can bring one. I can bring one. Yeah. Uh, 
bringing royal tenenbaums. For the gold. Yeah. I'll bring in the two towers. What, what do you got? Give me the defining image of Tenenbaums, if you will. So, so you're being gifted the most valuable um, non-fungible tokens from Royal Tenenbaums. What are you getting? What, what's your what's your highest bid? Um, Royal with the kids on the back of the thing just that montage is great that's a long token i thought they were like but them on the back of the garbage truck is great richie getting off the bus to nico not richie getting off the bus margo getting off the bus to richie getting waiting for now would you rather have that or a sexy elf Rail sliding down the trunk of a fantastically large elephant, ripping back a bow and dropping arrows into the orc's eyeballs. I think it was a... talking about the elephant. Yeah. I still think that might have been Return of the King, but now I can't remember. Well, yeah, but we know that this pick is like all of them. Well, if you're talking about all of them, it's like the greatest. I like that trilogy a lot. It's amazing. So, gold, two towers leading. Silver, ten and bombs. Bronze, City of God. What do you want for bronze? Bronze medal match. I'll give it to City of God. Have you even seen that movie? Yeah. What, what else have we got? I mean, Kill Bill? We got Kill Bill. We got Eternal Sunshine. You're not making a case for Eternal Sunshine? I would put Kill Bill ahead of City of God. We have so much Tarantino in our in our yeah, metal, in our metal count. Give it a city of God. There we go. We did it, ladies and gentlemen. In record time. Yeah. So your gold medal winner for the 2004 Oscar Olympics is the Two Towers. What's your favorite? Your favorite part in Two Towers is, is Legolas on the elephant. Yeah. Which might not even have been in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think the elephants are in the third one. That or when the orcs are fighting and they're like, I want to eat that one. <laughs> I want to eat that one. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. I mean, that's... And they're chasing after him. Big chase. I like all the close-ups on Elijah Wood's blue eyes. Your daughter's crying. 
I like um, I like when he gets stabbed by the, when he gets like bit by the spider. And he goes like, oh! and it looks it looks like he got penetrated, like off screen. He's just like. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh, spider <babe. clears throat> uh. I saw all three of those movies at midnight, so I was like, that was a late night. I saw all three Star Wars movies on one in one in a theater in one day. I was there too. Remember, uh, we got like unlimited popcorn. Yeah, it was, what did we eat that day? Is what I was just popcorn. <laughs> I might have had the hot dog. Probably had like hot tamales. Remember, your kid, you eat those like movie-sized candy. Your like mouth turns raw, especially if you got like Sour Patch Kids. I remember my I, tongue didn't work for a week the first no, I time got, I had a movie sour patch. I case. had a movie sweethearts and it like broke my taste buds. You were never the same for a long for like a while. I couldn't eat like it was just like eating food. It just like everything tasted like sweethearts. It was terrible. Were you snorting them too? No, maybe. Did you put them in an envelope. <laughs> Crack them with a. Uh, credit card and then line them up and... I was, you were the one that snorted pixie sticks at Emerald Bay a lot went on at Emerald Bay that shouldn't, shouldn't be repeated <laughs> I lost one of our dad's pocket knives at Emerald Bay oh man and I like made them do like the like lunch table announcements like you returned my pocket knife it mean a lot to me did it get returned? no Maybe it just like fell in the dirt, never to be found. Is probably what happened. Or in the ocean. I think it got lost on the way to uh, what's that beach? Parsons, Parsons beach. beach. Yeah, I remember there was like an eel that was washed up, and I just it's like to me that beach is always gross because it just had like a dead eel <laughs> in, the, in the tide. I just remember it was a lot of rocks. And there's always, like, the threat that, like, it would tip over and then, like, there's always, like, the one sad troop that, like, because you have to, at Emerald Bay, this Catalina-based Boy Scout camp, there was, like, a camp within a camp where, like, you could, like, pack, like, a day trip, an overnight bag, and you have to canoe in the ocean, Yeah, which is no small feat. Ocean canoeing. Uh, and then pull into this cove and camp there for the night. And uh, there's always stories of, like, people's, like, capsize on the way in, and then, like, they, like, don't have, like... And they're just wet for the whole... You're wet for the whole time, or, like... I, I fell my, in, like... I, I lost was... my compass, my Bible fell out. I got wet, like, really wet the first time, and, like, I was miserable for, like, the whole rest of the night. Because you get that beach salt yeah, sand rash. Yeah, you get sand salt crotch. It's, like, the worst You hear, thing. like, horror stories, like, there's only one toilet and they never change it so like when you poo it splashes up and you can feel it on your butt <laughs> if your balls hang too low they'll dip they'll, they'll teabag into the, the top line of the one year Par- Parsons Beach we like went off script and I remember it was Mel it was Scoutmaster Mel I don't know if you remember him um, made hamburgers and he undercooked them and we all got sick and like Having the shits at Parsons Beach was like the worst thing of all time. It was horrible. 
Mm, what that that white sandy beach became brown sand. <laughs> I was just saying I went out in the ocean because like sat there just like because <laughs> like, the Kaibo was like there's too many people like first I slept by the Kaibos and then and then I just like went in the ocean. <laughs> it's like fuck. So what was off script about hamburgers? I think we were supposed to bring like I don't know like it was not I think it was something else. And Mel's like, let's do hamburgers. And a fire, like an open fire, it's hard to cook them all the way through. Oh, yeah, like, there was not, like, a grill or anything. No. Did you just put, like, beef on a six stick? Yeah, and it's like, basically. I've done that with bacon. Wrap bacon around a stick. Cook it. Eat it. Love it. I think we were, like, cooking them on rocks. I don't know. It was bad. Yeah. This is like it's like hot it's like the opposite of cold stone. So have a cold, hot stone hot stone smash burgers. Yeah. Instead of ice cream on cold granite, you're you're undercooking raw. Especially it'd been well, I think also because the meat had been sitting out all day, because like you bring the food with you. Yes. And so they, been sitting they don't out have day. Uber Eats at Parsons Beach. So it was like you get food from the cafeteria, and, and, and so that's fun. You could shoot guns at Parsons at uh, Catalina. Yeah, shot twenty twos and shotgun. Yeah, but the shotgun was classist because you had to like pay extra. Yeah. Well, the shells were expensive. And it was like skeet shooting, so it wasn't as like, I don't know, I didn't like it as much. And it had a big kick. The 22s were like fine. They were like a little, they're like, I mean, I think you can kill people with 22s, but. Yeah, it's a gun. You kill them with the butt. They're not like super powerful rifles. Shoot them in the dick. They're small bullets. Well, this has been fun. Oh, yeah. You, you tell, you, you, are we recommending guns for, for crimes on our podcast now? <laughs> I, I'm not... I, I'm like... I'm not a big gun fan. I, no. Do you ever like live in a house with like roommates and then you find out like one of your roommates has guns? Yes. It's like you're like, oh god, I can't sleep at night. It was terrifying. Well, Justin has a gun pointed at you right now. <laughs> Lillian has guns. She's been working out. She's got pythons. Well, um, next time we'll have the 2008 oscar olympics we can write some more wrongs hell yeah getting into the obama years but specifically last four years of oh, it's like yeah be interesting i can't name one movie off the top of my head from that period broke back mountain crap which means crash Ugh. Let's just not... Let's just make a pact. We will not even bring up Crash. Okay. 
don't have to bring it up during any of the acting awards. We don't even have to bring it up. It's the movie that shall not be named. Which sucks, because Cronenberg's Crash is kind of cool. It's got Casey Jones. It's got one of the Arquettes. It's got James Spader. It's got people, like, rubbing their private parts on scars. You ever seen Cronenberg's Crash? Yeah, you've shown it to me multiple times. And you're like, I'm like, bro, dude, how hot is this? You were all about it in college. Maybe even like when you worked at Video Vault, you found it. I thought it was um, going to be about Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> and I could not have been more wrong. But man, did my penis think it was right. <laughs> all right, all right. Things I love about car crashes, man, is I keep getting older. And they keep turning me on. Car crashes are erotic. That's what that whole movie's premise is. What was weird is in college, I was in a production called The Disaster Series by this, like, Izzy Award-winning dance instructor. And it was partly inspired by the short story by J.G. Ballard that I believe the screenplay was based off of. Crash? Yeah, so all these years later at Cal, I was in, uh, you know, literally a prestigious... This was like the only theater thing I was in at Cal that got covered by, like, the Bay Area newspaper because it was like... Yeah, you for a while I could Google your name and you popped up. Yeah, the Disaster Series Part 2, the continuation. Used to be a dancer slash actor although it was embarrassing because like, I could get cast and like they're actors and dancers and then like um, you know there were scenes with both dancers and actors and like as rehearsals went on I, get, I kept getting removed from more and more of the choreography I was like oh man I'm sad <laughs> I took modern dance after that though well that's good didn't you also do, like, sword stuff? I was cast in a production of The Three Musketeers, and we had sword training for, like, weeks before the production even started. Yeah. That's cool. It was rad. I thought, like, I was so cheated. That was with the shotgun players in the Bay Area. I was like, theater is cool. Because, like, you get down with school, and if you're at, like, a school that has, like, anywhere, kind of a theater department, it's, like, the Ritz, because you have, like the technical theater classes making your costumes you have like if you sometimes you're in productions and like there's like you know people doing your makeup there's like classes building your sets there the productions cost tens of thousands of dollars then you do like independent small theater and it's like so do you have a suit you could bring and it's like what because like the what made me feel like almost intoxicating was like the first time you get cast in like a or like a theater department show is like you get like an appointment for like a costume fitting and you're like holy shit but yeah I miss theater ever, I had to buy my own teeth to play Gary Busey did you ever do theater here in Portland? yeah at the Funhouse. oh yeah I was, I was in a Pulitzer Prize winning play in Vancouver I was in Doubt I know, your doubt picture is still my 
picture that pops up for you on my phone. That's funny. <laughs> that must be creepy. <laughs> I mean, like Catholic regalia. Yeah. Again, another kick-ass costume. Hmm. Well, I think this has been a good episode, and uh, are you are you giving me the light early, bro? Well, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Am I bombing right now? No. Well, why can't I can I talk about my theater glory days for like? I thought you did. Uh, six more minutes, please. <laughs> did I tell you about the time the East Bay Express described me as a uh, screechy voice and intolerable to be around, and I got compared to like Crispin Glover, but more unhinged? <laughs> did I tell you about how I retold that anecdote to Biff? At Helium Comedy Club after I watched him for the second time. Why'd you tell that to Biff? What else am I going to say to him at a table? I was trying to make a connection. Like, hey, you know, uh, you, Crispin Glover, one time, a theater critic, compare me to him. I don't know, dude. <laughs> you just, like, smile and nod. That's oh, nice. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got the... Mm. <laughs> Thanks for the DVD. So now I have that DVD, and whenever I see it, I'm like reminded of that awkward interaction. Good old Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. The San Francisco treat. Love right. you, bro. I love you, bro. Love you, bro. bro. What did you say? Tamo, bro. Oh. We did it. Love you, bro. Yeah. I heard you the first time. Love you, bro. <laughs> so funny. I don't know. You're being really weird. What's wrong with being weird, bro? You not love me if I'm weird? Sure I do. Love, Love you, bro. bro.